What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 50! We made it to 50! Goddamn. Went quick. I'll be your host, Ryan. We're just gonna wait for Matt to join us. But yeah, big episode tonight. Talking Hawkeye episode 5 and Spider-Man No Way Home. Spoilers. So, just forewarning everybody, this podcast will have lots of spoilers. Be aware if you have not seen Hawkeye 5 or Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, yeah, this episode you might want to hold on to until you've seen both of those. But, um, for now, we'll dive in slowly into just, you know, brief thoughts and everything like that before we dive into spoilers. Here's Matthew. Matthew. Sir? What's up, buddy? You know, just living the dream, baby. Living the dream. Living the dream. You know what that's like, right? Oh, daily. Hourly. Daily. Constant yeah, dream. Gosh, just, just fucking dreaming. Just, just dreaming, just living life uh, full of dreams. Full of dreams. I'm trying to move that my had- camera back so I can... What does it matter? Um, yeah, hi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi, hi. Yeah, episode 50, yeah. buddy. What's that? We're on episode, episode 50. 50. That's right. Yeah, you said that last week after our show. I forgot about that. Wild. That is crazy. That is crazy, man. I guess we started first week in January, right? We did, but it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It do, it's true. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like we've been doing it for that long. But then I can. I can't think of a time when we like weren't doing it really. So it's like. Yeah. I feel yeah, like this yeah. is like a. I feel like this is like a. Um, like a quarantine thing. It's like people starting podcasts. Yeah. Well, I think people just need that social contact, and. Yeah. Now we're gonna. Everything's shutting down again. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's. It, they put new restrictions out here too. So. Sucks, man. Sucks. Such a blast. Such a blast. Life is just full of fun. Full of dreams. Full of dreams. How was your week? Anything fancy this week? Um, work's winding down, which is good. And, uh, yeah, what did we do this week? I don't think we really did a whole hell of a lot this week. So we're doing our Christmas this, me and Kate are doing our Christmas this Sunday. So we usually do Christmas before Christmas because for as long as we've been together, either one of us goes home for Christmas back to Ontario or we both do and we stay with our families. We don't stay together or like, um, you know, the last few years has been like she'll go to her parents' house now that they live here and then like I'll hang out for a few days and come back. Yeah. Um, back home or whatever. So it's like we usually do gifts before because like to have to bring everything there and then bring it all back doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so like, yeah, like I can't even think there's probably only been one year, maybe, and I might even be wrong, that we actually celebrated our Christmas, like on Christmas. So Yeah. So yeah, so we're doing we usually do it a few days before, but this year we're gonna do it to uh Sunday. So hey, hey, yeah, yeah. So do that, and then we just watched. Um, uh, what's it fucking called? 
can't remember the name. The Last... No, not The Last Wish. I can't remember. It's a Christmas movie with Queen Latifah in it. What's it called? The Holiday. The Last Holiday? I don't know. Anyway, it's a Christmas movie. And it's pretty It's pretty funny. It's got Queen Latifah in it. She finds out that she's like, has term, like, it has like three weeks to live. And she like goes and just blows all her money. Oh, nice. So. I wish I could do that. Uh, not the three weeks to live part, but just blow all my money. <laughs> well, you can I mean, I could, but yeah. I'd be like living in a fucking trash can by the end of the week. and you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't um, watched any Christmas movies at all yet. But, no, I, I think I'll, I'll probably wait till Thursday or Friday and watch like Die Hard and Christmas Vacation and I don't know. Nice. Home Alone maybe or something like that. I've watched Home Alone like four or five times already this season and then i watched oh really wow i've watched christmas vacation at least a couple times so i'll, I'll probably yeah, see I mean, I love vacation, so. yeah me too that's one of my favorites yeah. i haven't watched elf this season i need to do that still and i'll probably watch die hard with kate's dad because we watched it together last christmas or boxing day so i'll probably ask him if he wants to do it again or watch really die, die, hard die harder this year <laughs> Like I can't even remember. I don't think I've seen Die Hard anything beyond the first one in like since they probably were originally out. Like it's been on forever. Well, Die Hard Two is so, just as much of a Christmas movie as Die Hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember it really that much. So is that the one with Timothy Oliphant? Or is that yeah, he's all in the. Uh, no, that's the third one. I think. No, third one. I don't know. Uh, it's all in an airport. Mm. So, it. no, that's the third one. I, think. I don't know. I don't remember. But I don't, I don't remember it. But it's not. It's not stupendous. I mean, it's fine. But ah, my phone keeps yeah. falling forward. Stop. Um, I miss Die Hard. I wish they could make Die Hard like a new Die Hard that would be good. But there's just no way to do it because Bruce Willis is now like 87 years old. Yeah, and doesn't he like refuse to like do anything when he's on set? I heard that he's like the most yeah, impossible I, person to work with. Yeah, Kevin Smith, like, trashed him after Cop Out. I guess he's, like, <laughs> one of the hardest people ever to work with. And, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, he's just, like, a complete diva on the set. And, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, it's the same as making, like, uh, a new um, Indiana Jones movie. It's like, really, do we do we need this? I don't know. I, don't I think know they should just, like, reboot that. I know. Well, I don't even know if you need to reboot it, but like, it's like Harrison Ford's like ninety, man. Like, you I, need to you need to refresh it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, more less of a sequel, more of like a reboot of some sort. But I, I don't know how you do that well. I'm like sometimes those, you just need new ideas. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm one of those super like weird people that like doesn't really care. Not that I don't like, just that like they don't really do anything for me. The Back to the Future movies and Indiana Jones movies. Neither of those series do anything for me. I've never seen the Indiana, Indiana, uh, Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, really? No, I refuse to watch it. You'd probably like it. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. I can't watch him as anything else. It's just it stupid. Is, it is weird because he does have a lot of similarities between characters. But Yeah, just the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this isn't Han Solo. I, I understand actors can be different people, but like every time I see <laughs> Harrison Ford, I just go... On solo, like he's typecast for me. True. Whenever I see Arnold Schwarzenegger, I always think Governor, Governor. of California. Oh yeah. 
I can't say I'm anything but my governor. Cast your ballots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I've never watched the Indiana Jones movie. I've tried to watch the first one like four separate times, and I get about ten minutes into it, and I'm like, I ah, can't do it. Back to the Future, I love Back to the Future. Back to the Future is yeah. one of my favorite films. Ever I played. remember, like, I remember like pieces of Back to the Future, and then maybe like probably since I've been with Kate, so it's like it's been the last fifteen years that I watched it for the first time, and I was like, there's a lot of like super weird things about this. Like, oh yeah, it's super <laughs> weird. Like he's yeah, his mom yeah. wants to have sex with him the whole movie. That's and so it's like fucking weird. This is weird. I don't know yeah. why this had to be a thing, but all right. And it's sure. like who there's a stand-up comedian who makes a joke about this, but I always wondered the exact same thing as like um, you know, you have Doc who's like this 70-year-old. Oh, it's John Mulaney, who has he's like this 70-year-old, like disgruntled physicist. And then you yeah. have like this 15-year-old kid, and it's like why are they hanging out? <laughs> yeah. So weird. It's a fair question that they never answer. It's like, it's why did did they start this friendship? <laughs> a seven year old man and this sixteen year old kid in high school. So weird. Something fishy's going on there, but you know. Very weird. But I did yeah, the plutonium terrorist plot. Like he steals plutonium. I mean, I get it because it powers his machine, but like, but why? Also, I don't know. It, it's criminal under some criminal activity going on there. Yeah, it's a weird movie, but I love that movie. I mean, Back to the Future 1, I think, is phenomenal. The second one, I really like, but I know most people think it's not very well done. But the third one, I think, is absolute dog shit. Like, I fucking hate it. But I think we actually ended up shutting off. Because me and Kate rewatched them all a while back. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, re- I remember we, like, didn't even make it through the third one. Like, we shut yeah, it off. Yeah, I hate the third one. So I get I get the nostalgia piece though. Like if you grew up with it, because like that's the thing is like I look at a lot of movies that I liked when I was like Ghostbusters two is a really good example. Like even though I like yeah. Ghostbusters two, it's like when I watch it now, I'm like, geez, there's a this could have been way better. Like oh, with, yeah, minimal, sure, with minimal work. Like yeah, but most sequel stock. I mean, uh, we I could know, talk about I this know. all night. Like there's generally a very rare occasion where the sequel's good. Like generally, sequels suck. It's weird because it's like it seems like the only place where sequels get uh well they don't always get better but like you know uh, uh, is the MCU like I feel like I feel like yeah, the MCU, the MCU. Is one, of those, one of those few things where like sequels like as we progress the story it gets richer and it ultimately just gets better because of it. Yeah. I mean obviously Terminator 2 is better I mean I think ter- better than Terminator 1. Aliens I'm not is better that's than applicable to everything. Although Aliens is very very well done. Yeah, I agree. But it's like um, Jurassic Park one's way better than Jurassic Park two by a mile. Like no, it's not even. I mean, I love Jurassic Park two. I do but, too. I do too. I mean, yeah, it is not comparable. But I mean, yeah. generally, I think look at every horror film franchise that like yeah. Hey, we made ten Friday the Thirteenth movies. Well, the first one's good. <laughs> well, some of them. Like I mean, Friday the Thirteenth one is not great. There's better sequels. But there's also like way, way worse sequels. So I don't know. After 10 movies, what can you do other than put the character in space? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I I don't know. What are we even talking about? What is this podcast? I don't even know anymore. Welcome to Deer Milk Media. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Should we dive into Hawkeye? Yeah, we have a lot to talk about tonight, man. 
Yeah. So Hawkeye five spoilers for every anybody that hasn't seen Hawkeye. We're just diving right in because we got lots to talk about. Um, yeah, and I can imagine Spider Man's gonna take us a fucking hot minute because yeah, I got shit to talk about. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about Spider Man at all. We have not. No, we didn't so, talk about. This I don't know what Matt thinks. What? We haven't talked about this episode of Hawkeye yet either, have we? No, we haven't. We basically haven't talked this week at all. I know so. usually we don't, but I think there was one or two weeks where we did. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to keep it fresh for the podcast. If I know everything you're thinking, then it makes it yeah. kind of feel like a scam talking about it because I already know where you think. Um, Scandalous. Yeah. No, uh, so Hawkeye 5 spoilers. For anybody that hasn't seen Hawkeye, we're talking Hawkeye spoilers. We sure uh, are. I really liked this episode. I thought I thought it was really really good. So did I. I was I won't lie though. I was a little disappointed in the less. I feel like I'm trying to compare everything to episode three's action because that's been yeah. the most action packed. But like, yeah. and there hasn't really been anything that's touched that since. But overall, like, I love where this is all heading. Yeah, uh, Yelena is my ah, favorite character. Out she's of- great. She's great. She's fucking. It's a good callback she- to Black Widow too with the mac and cheese. That was yeah. Great. No, I. Um, so it made me want to watch Black Widow again, which I think is a very, like, good thing. Like it was like, oh yeah, man, I I, I want more. I want more of this world because I love her so much. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we start off basically kind of right back where Black Widow kind of ended in a way, where she's kind of rescuing the other Black Widows and releasing them from their like mind trap brainwashing yeah, thing. Um. You know, she breaks into a Black Widow's house. They're trying to beat her up. She ends up not being brainwashed. Then Yelena gets blipped, and we come that back five cool, years later. That was cool, eh? That was a cool way of doing the blip. We haven't seen that before. Yeah. And like she comes back come five back. years later, and, and you know, everything's changed, and she's looking for her sister. And we, are, we already know from Black Widow that she's told that um, Hawkeye's the reason that her sister's dead. So... Now she's on the hunt for Hawkeye, and then we kind of pick up back with Clint in, you know, main modern day, whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought that whole beginning sequence was cool. I love that it just kind of started right away. Like, it yeah. wasn't like, you know, it was just right into it, you know. It's like, here's why Elena's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. There was no no need for buildup on it. I agree. There's a lot to cover, so best that they don't waste time. Yeah, no, exactly. This the episode flew for me. Like I was, I, I felt like it was like ten minutes long. Like mm-hmm. when it was done, I was like, already? What the fuck? Um. Yeah, no, I, that that whole sequence was cool. I like um, kind of seeing Clinton and 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 Kate kind of go their different ways, and and you know they've they've got this kind of I don't know friendly teamworky thing but it you know they're kind of broken up right now and you know seeing kate go back to her mom who obviously is super fishy just from the beginning of this episode but i kind of said that last week too like yeah she She's, just didn't seem like bad, she guy, was on the bad guy vibes from her yeah and i mean now we kind of know that well i mean we don't know her motive but we know something's going on yeah um but yeah, I like that whole opening sequence where Kate's kind of, all right, I'm done with this and I'm just going to kind of give up. And then, you know, um, yeah, we see Clint kind of doing the same thing of like, hey, I'm, I, I beat the shit up out of and I'm just going to go and relax and chill, you know? 
Yeah, it then, is. Uh, I liked. I mean, I liked the whole episode. I liked. Uh, I really liked the face off with Ronan there near towards the more towards the end of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved that whole part uh, with Yelena and Kate in her in her apartment or whatever. Um, yeah, no, that, and that's what I was gonna say. Is like the whole Yelena um, Kate thing in her burned out apartment was like I don't know ten minutes long maybe, but it was yeah. like. Awesome. My fav- maybe my favorite scene out of every Marvel show so far. Like I laughed the wow. entire time. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. She's awesome. I hope we get to see a whole lot more of Yelena as we move forward. I feel like we will. I think they're also kind of setting it up for the future of like what happens with her. And I, I don't know, like, I mean, we can get it into like the later episode in a minute, but like, I don't see that this last episode is going to have a shit ton of, of Kingpin in it. Like, I think they're really trying to set up Kingpin versus Echo in the Echo series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's absolutely possible. Um, with, when it comes to Kingpin, like, so if anybody, obviously, we're obviously ruining it for anybody who is not knowing yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah, at the end of episode five of Hawkeye, uh, we get to see that um, Kate's mom is working with Kingpin. Right. Which is um, awesome. But we don't get context. We just know... We get no context. We just get a picture. Yeah. And, like, we know that Kate's mom hired, hired. the Black Widow. Yes. So, to, kill, to kill Clint. To kill Clint. Now, maybe she blames Clint for her husband's death in some way? I, I don't really know. Like, how do you explain that That's without making point. her... Well... I, I don't think it's his fault in any way, though. Like, I, I don't know how you go, oh, yeah, that's Clint's fault. Like, no, there's an alien invasion on Earth. Like, well, the I thing is, is, I feel like the dad has to be coming back because uh, I'm not sure if you know, but like the person who they cast to play that, that, that character, they de aged him for oh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, my dog's here. Let's see. Come here, Homer. Come on camera. Nope. He's like, fuck y'all. I'm just going to go under this desk. Um, but yeah, they yeah no, I, so I feel like he's got to be involved somehow, somewhere. Like, yeah, it'd be weird if he was just in it for those, you know, ten minutes but, or whatever. But that yeah. being said, the guy who played Isaiah Bradley in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the the black super soldier guy, yeah, he was. They aged him up, so I guess it's yeah. not not totally weird because, like, no, but they also could bring back like a alternate history thing with him in the future where he's yes. his young self or like there's lots of things I can do with that like obviously at this point regardless of what's in the episode or what's in the show it's very easy to go like oh this could be a future movie a future show this could be backtracked sometime like yeah everything's so blended together now that like just because it's not in this episode right doesn't now? mean that we're not going to get it at some point totally totally but um, yeah, no, the whole Yelena Kate thing in the in the apartment was awesome. The the mac and cheese talk, the hot sauce thing, the yeah. you only have one fork thing. <laughs> um, it was all just she just nailed that whole like delivery, those lines. Like it was just like, oh man, I love this character. Yeah, it was it was really really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I, the I, fight. Oh, sorry, the fight in the, in the parking lot there. Um, reminded me so much of Daredevil. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, 
like, I don't know if that was intentional because of bringing in Kingpin or what, but like, like even how it was that, cut, eh? Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was know, it was just straight up Daredevil, well. like the shadow. Somebody grabbing them in the, out of the shadows and like using the shadows to your advantage and like all that stuff. I was like, I mean, I don't know if that's their intention or if down the line we're going to get some kind of Hawkeye Daredevil thing or I don't know, but it was it was cool. I wonder if we're going to see Daredevil show up in this. Like we're seeing Kingpin now, so I wonder if we're going to. I wonder if t- next one, because like in the comics, Echo and Kingpin, or Echo and Kingpin and Daredevil are all very much tied together. So yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting well, to see. Because like I know, I know that there's been rumors that um, the Echo show is going to basically be like a way to like reintroduce Daredevil into the MCU. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I think they're setting up a lot of things with this show and echo like i definitely think they want to bring back like the new york crime syndicate and kind of have these b-tier superheroes kind of have their own you know villains their own storylines their own like separate storyline outside of the main like avengers s threat level things you know and mm-hmm. um if you tie all these shows kind of into each other then you can set up like a secondary universe where these are all living underneath all the Avenger stuff. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's an intention, but um yeah, I, I would love to see Daredevil next week. I mean I think that would be awesome. That would be amazing. I hope I hope we do. I don't think we will, but that would be like best case scenario. It would be cool. Yeah, I just worry like maybe that's too much for the for a forty minute episode or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, um, the thing is is like I feel like at this point there's and it kind of it kind of is similar to what you were just saying about it might not happen here but somewhere else but like there's just so much to wrap up right now that like yeah i feel like we're gonna leave without having getting all the answers like i feel like that's well i think we're gonna get an end credit scene that sets up echo oh yeah me too i do too but i mean like i think i think there's just so many different things happening right now like um you know how are we gonna wrap up clint's story how are we gonna wrap up kate bishop's story how are we gonna wrap up this whole thing with the watch how are we like we still have to figure out this thing with kingpin and the tracksuit mafia and you know what i mean so it's like there's all these different things and it's only gonna i know they said it's gonna be the longest episode so far but still like unless it's like unless it's like two hours or something I, i don't know like there's just yeah but again though it's like we left we left wandavision with the same thing there was a whole bunch of stuff they kind of started and like they just kind of left like uh same with that not maybe as much with falcon and winter soldier but still stuff with falcon and winter soldier still lots of questions about the whatever that group that the girl was in i can't remember what that was but there was still lots of stuff about that and then like yeah so i just i feel like yeah no i agree with you but i think yeah I think that that's the intention is that this can all tie into each other, just like the movies. And um, my assumption is the end credit scene is going to show a snippet of Echo. I assume that that show's already started filming or is done. I don't know. But yeah, I don't um, know. I'm not sure. And then maybe you also tie in like a, a scene with Daredevil for Echo. Like you show Daredevil coming back into the universe in that snippet, and that gets you super stoked for Echo. And then I don't know if we'll get a date, but. It'd be nice if they gave us a date for the next show. Yeah, that would be good. 
because yeah, as I'm, I, I'm trying to remember where Echo lands in the in kind of like line. I don't think it's next. I think it's I think it's no, quite it's, a few away. Isn't Miss Marvel next? I always get them confused, but I want to say She Hulk next. I think She Hulk's last next year. I think Miss Marvel's next. But I don't know. I might be. You right. might be right. I don't know. They're all. They're all. I mean, who knows? Now with COVID being every, you know, all over again, like things yeah. can probably get delayed. I think that's maybe why they delayed uh, Doctor Strange till May. Is mm-hmm. good point. They, maybe they thought that the, the, the winter might be bad. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Better to do it when it's precautionary and you can still do it than yeah. being forced to do it and having to pump the brakes on whatever you can still pump the brakes on. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. if any of the shows are done filming, you would hope that maybe one of these come out in like February or May to break up the, the break a little bit. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't if know. I don't, I don't know what else Disney Plus has planned. So. Yeah, I, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if something came early 2021 or 2022. Like maybe March or something. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, I we're not like, going to finish yeah. Bubba Fett until February, right? Six episodes of that. So, right. Beginning yeah, of February, so. Bubba Fett will end. And then maybe like, you know, second week or third week of February, we get whatever mm-hmm. for six to eight weeks. And then that brings us into May where, you know, we get Doctor Strange back. Yeah, there we go. And then plus we have um, Batman in there somewhere too, right? So there yeah, that. February or March. Yeah. Hmm. I think February. I think um, it's like February. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I can't but yeah, this 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 episode was a lot of fun. Again, I like the relationship that we continue to see develop with Clint and uh and Kate. They're yeah. just yeah, they make me fucking giggle, man. They're just funny as hell. Yeah, no, for sure. I um, I, I I love their dynamic. I love Kate. I love Yelena. Um, I like where it's heading, and I hope that next week's finale is a lot of fun and has some great action scenes, some great fight scenes. Like even uh, um, Clint as Ronan like hit the whole sword fight with uh, Echo. Like was awesome. Like it was yeah, really well it choreographed. Tense. It looked cool. Um, I thought it was a lot better than the fight last week, but like on the rooftop, I, I thought it looked better. I, I thought it like was better choreographed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that next week we get like another great action scene, like episode three, and you know, that'd be great. That would be great. I feel like we will just because it's the end, and we will. Yeah, I mean, I think I also like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think we, they have to do something with the uh, uh, swordsman dude there too, right? I was so, just gonna bring Jack up, yeah. So yeah, like he wasn't I'm basically just, in this episode. I I wonder what how what's gonna happen there because it's like, you know, there's a pretty good chance that um, Eleanor's or like Kate's mom or whatever is could could potentially be like uh, good with the weapon as well, right? So like, you know, maybe yeah, she's the one who killed Jack's dad, and then yeah. like. Frey is somehow like maybe pinning a crime on him, like maybe. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I think I think that's the twist, right? It's yeah. like we're made to think that Jack is the bad guy that from episode one on, yeah. and yeah. in reality, it's this, it's her mom, and she's trying to pin this on Jack just out of convenience or whatever. But I mean, I don't think he's on the up and up either. No, I don't either. But yeah, 
Yeah, there's got to be something going on there. But I'm, I'll be interesting to see how that happens. And then the other thing I read that I thought was an interesting um, idea was, remember that episode where Hawkeye or Kate at, was asking Hawkeye a bunch of questions and she's like, what's the best shot you ever took? And he said, the one I never took. And yeah. everyone just assumed it was about Natasha. I heard someone make a comment about saying maybe it was actually um, about his wife. And maybe, yeah, maybe. Like, his wife is trying to get out kind of like, and then that's why they're trying to get rid of this watch because they say it ties to their family name. And Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely a storyline there that they're alluding to, whether we get it now or not. I don't know. Like, that's what yeah, I mean. I is there's so much to go over in this next episode. The thing yeah, is, unless it's like a 90 minute episode, I don't know how you do it. I feel like um, I feel like they have to do that one though because like I I, I just don't know what else we can do with Hawk like you know at yeah, this point they we're, they're kind of sure. yeah they're kind of painting him as like you know he's great at what he does but like he's also like old and hurting like yeah. <laughs> he's just a human yeah, so it's like the guy's like hobbling around after he gets his ass whooped right <laughs> yeah no and like I don't know what else you do with the character he's. He's been in three Avengers, four Avengers movies. He's done yep. his thing. He's been the bad guy. He's been the good guy. He's, yep. you know, gone over the line too much as Ronan. Like, he's had every story arc and character arc you can basically do with him. Like, I don't know what else you can do. Now he's, like, kind of the mentor uh, for Kate. Like, I think that's the end of the storyline is he gets to go off with his family and kind of relax and have whatever piece he can make with maybe Elena to make him feel better about Natasha's death or whatever. Yeah. Like they've got to come to some kind of um, conclusion with that storyline. And then maybe, you know, Elena finding out that Kingpin is involved that sends her in that direction instead of Clint's direction. And then, you know, Clint gets to go off with his family and, and retire basically, you know? Yeah. I do have some issues with the whole like Yelena being paid to, kill clint especially because it's like she has to know that clint's an avenger as well so like how does that even make sense that an avenger would you know what i mean like it's like i'm not saying that like it's not possible i'm just saying that like yeah you know especially like yelena is like you know uh like trained in espionage so like you yeah know, she yeah, wouldn't yeah. be able to figure that out yeah no i i mean that's the one thing that i was kind of thinking about too is like you know this guy saved the world multiple times. Yeah. I, I don't really understand why you wouldn't know that or wouldn't see, like, like maybe there's more to the story than you're being told about him and Natasha. And, like, clearly he wasn't scamming Natasha for fucking whatever, 20 years of their friendship or whatever mm -hmm. the span of it was, just so he could throw her off a fucking mountain. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. what did he get out of that? Like, he didn't gain anything out of that. Well, I like how they continued this episode with more of that, like kind of like, uh, like uh, PTS kind of thing, where like he about losing that, right? Because it's like when he yeah, said no, that, totally. that again, they kind of that had scene that was great. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was great, man. They're doing a great job at making me like really like Clint Barton. Like, but like, that's I what we keep saying, right? Fine. It's like I always thought he was fine, but like seeing like this way, like the way they're doing this, where it's like he continues to like you know, talk down about himself and how he's just kind of yeah. like a weapon and whatever, whatever, yet like constantly having people. It's like, it seems like every episode, some someone randomly makes a comment about him saving the world, right? It's just, you know, I think Jack said at one point and then like 
the first episode with the guy who pays for the dinner and then like you know what i mean it's just it's it's cool it, what they're doing is working but it's they're humanizing yeah, so, the shit out of them and it's like yeah it works really well i totally agree i um I, th- I think they're really, really... I mean, we'll get more into it when we talk Spider-Man too. but they're really good at making us like characters that maybe we did, or movies that we didn't really like before. And I think that just comes with time and patience. You get better writers, you get better directors into the into the universe. And totally. things just improve. And some of those early Marvel movies aren't great. And I think they realize that and they go, okay, how can we make these better? How can we improve these characters? And, you know, for the first whatever two phases of Marvel, like Hawkeye didn't really do anything. Yeah. He was the guy that was in the back. Yeah. Yeah. He had no character development, really. Like, no, even in Endgame, really, like, even like, if you really take in, like put in the fact that like in the Endgame movie or whatever, we saw a whopping like minute and a half of Ronin. Like, that's not enough to, you know, no, like I didn't no. buy this. I didn't buy it then, and it's like, and then like when Nat flipped him in Endgame to kind of get him off his Ronin game, like it, it held no emotional weight because I was just like, we just literally just found out that this was happening. So it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like it's cool, exactly what you're saying, where it's like now yeah. we're in Hawkeye, and like all of a sudden I'm a little bit more invested in that character because like yeah. I actually have some background. I know kind of what he was doing and why he kind of went on you know, why he kind of went off the rails a little bit there. And yeah, I totally agree. Um, it makes, they're, they're good at making you like a character that maybe you didn't love before. And, um, like I said, I, I assume this is the end of Hawkeye, but clearly like Kate Bishop, I think is going to become a very big part of this world. Me too. So. Big time. But she fits right in. So it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I don't think, and I know you don't, you're not saying this either, but I don't think, he he'll die. I just think they'll no, put him in for either. now, and then like maybe he, like like we said a few weeks ago, he'll maybe pop his head out one day again for a cameo or like something where it makes sense, right? Where they're, you yeah. know, so so yeah, that'd be yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm 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 fucking. I like I just I thought it was a great. It was yeah, a good episode, and it got me so pumped for the next week's so one. As soon as I saw, even though I knew Kingpin was coming. It's yeah. like that last scene I saw, and I was like, oh, it made me happy yeah, that he wasn't. Uh, remember, I sent you a few weeks back that rumor thing that was saying that, like, they're saying King, they made Kingpin way bigger. They gave him, like, a fat suit, yeah. and, like, I'm so happy they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I until we see him in person, I'm not going to, like, you know, say, like, oh, 100% they didn't do that. Like, no, no, no. Who but knows? Maybe he's huge. Size comparison, he's a, he's only a little bit bigger than her. Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Um, and they can explain that easily. Like, while he's in prison, he lifted fucking weights constantly or whatever, and he got bigger and, you know, whatever. Like, as long as they don't make it, like, ridiculously cartoony or anything like that, like, I'm fine with it. Well, that, that was but, the, Did you not see those Photoshop yeah. pictures? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. didn't make him muscular. They made him way bigger, like, fatter. Like, he yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm super excited because, like, anybody who's heard me kind of go off on the whole Kingpin thing before, like, you know, I guess in fairness, he had more time than any other bad guy in the MCU yeah, to really develop a character. But honestly, like, by the end of Daredevil season one, I was like, that's the best villain we've had in the MCU ever. Like, yeah, and he's just a powerful guy who knows people and 
I mean, he was yeah, physically imposing, but I mean, you know, if you put him in a room with Thanos, Thanos would fucking wipe the floor with him, right? Like, no, of course, but like, even with Thanos, like, Thanos is an awesome villain, but like, we never really got like a massive amount of like storyline for Thanos. Like, I think we did compared to everybody else, but I mean, again, still, yeah. it doesn't really touch what we got with Kingpin. Like, we got it. No, and that's what I mean. Kingpin, yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, we basically got a mini movie just about Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. So, we could yeah. super cut those three seasons together to get get a Kingpin movie. Oh fuck yeah, easily. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I can't wait till next week. I I know we'll, everybody remember that we're recording Thursday night instead of Friday night Thursday. next week because of Christmas. So yeah, um, yeah. Thursday night we'll be doing the Hawkeye finale spoilers. So should be good. Fucking a. Um. All right, so we should just do a brief thoughts on Spider-Man. No spoilers for like I don't know five minutes or something or whatever we feel like doing, and then we'll do spoilers. I don't even know how we do this without spoilers because. Well, just did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Did you? <laughs> where does it rank in your Spider-Man films? What did you think? I'm actually I need, I want to see it again before I really carve a place for it. But in all honesty. I don't even. I don't think this was just the best Spider-Man movie. I think it actually is one of the best MCU movies. Like, yeah, I would agree. Of all of everything, like, I would agree. It's pretty fucking fantastic, and like, they did an amazing think, job at piecing everything together. Like, yeah, I don't think it would make like my top three, but I think it'd be like it would four or five. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. So I need uh, to I see it again. Spider-Man. I want to see it again. What's that? The best Spider-Man movie out of the all of them seven we got. I agree, easily. Eight, this is eight, so yeah, I uh, yeah, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think it was really, really well done. It didn't feel long at all; like it flew by. It didn't. When it came towards um, the end, I was like, "What? We're done already?" <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to. I, I we'll dive into spoilers in a minute. Um, overall, I just think it was. Um, well acted, well written. It had funny moments. It had you know sad, dramatic moments. It had ups and downs. It was a roller coaster, and um, I'm very, very excited to see what comes next and and how this world's kind of building out. And um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, man. I, I uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It had me laughing like yeah. so much. Like the action was great. The CGI yeah. was really great. Um, I love the the dynamic between uh, Peter, Ned, and MJ. Like, I, even yep. more so this time. It was so fucking fun. Like, I I had a few times where, like, I, I was crying because it's, like, yep. fucking sad and tragic. And, like, yep. yeah, it was, it was great, man. Like, nostalgia, like, total kick in the face. And, uh, yep. you know, even, like, without spoiling anything, right? But it's, like, um, you know... It's not a spoiler to say we're seeing like you know familiar faces and Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro yep. and Sandman and and for the most part all the way those characters were handled were like insane like it was just yeah it like talk about redeeming like like and that's like that's said, what I want to like, dive into with spoilers is yep. is they nailed that redeeming thing but oh, um, Jesus perfectly we should yeah. we should we should bleed into spoilers here so we can just keep going with it. Cause yeah. honestly, like we could talk all night just about that. Like, Oh yeah, totally. Totally. So 
for people just joining us, uh, yeah, we're talking Spider-Man No Way Home trail, uh, spoilers. So if you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, be warned, we are talking Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers. We both see the movie. randomly every once in a while go, spoilers! Yeah, yeah, be prepared. Um, spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> um, it was great. It was, it was amazing. I, I, my biggest complaint about the movie overall would have been the trailers were too spot on and I kind of knew exactly what we were getting from the trailers. There was no major surprises for me during the movie. Um, really? See, the thing that I thought about, I agree. It's like watching the first like 15 minutes of the movies, just like watching the trailers. Cause yeah. it kind of all happens right there, except maybe a couple parts, but, um, yeah. but like the, the thing that I like, so it's like, yeah, obviously we knew what they were kind of going for, but they still kind of had a little twist on it. Like I liked that. Um, I liked that we got to see like Doc Ock kind of have his change of heart again, like he does in his original universe. Like I yeah. like how we have like Green Goblin kind of like, um, you know, playing along and then like actually not really playing along, you know, it's like, well, he had his split personality thing, right? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think part of that was not him playing along. I think that was the good Norman Osborn that wanted to do the right thing. And then I think at some point he flipped. And oh, then it was he say, the, doesn't he Green Goblin but, say that he, he was just doing that? I thought he did, but I might throw him. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, 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 we should, I, I we shouldn't go was, down that avenue yet because we can talk like, let's, we'll just go through it a bit more naturally. But like, but yeah, I thought, I thought, um, you know, I thought the all the villains were handled so so well, and it was cool to actually give them like a chance to like actually kind of shine, right? Even though we didn't spend a shit ton of time with them, um, you know, our heroes engaged with them enough that like, it, you know, it kind of did help us kind of learn more about those characters, right? Like even like Max, we finally get like, you know, he's like in this universe and he looks different and he's like feeling it right he's like oh man like that kind of like yeah. this you know and it's like yeah it's cool because it's like in his universe he's like a total fucking loser right so well that's what i mean is like that was my point with the whole redeeming of character thing with marvel is like they clearly knew that most of these villains you know everybody loves dr octopus and spider-man too but like i mean those movies don't really hold up well the amazing spider-man movies are not very good um and they took the the villains from them and they decided like hey we want to make these villains good and bring them into our universe and show that they can be done well and it's again that that whole marvel mantra of um hey this is a weak point in our in our universe and we're going to improve it by you know changing it a little bit or showing more scenes from that movie or that era and just basically making things better by better story writing and like yeah they've redeemed these characters and they make fun of themselves and in, in so scenes good. In the movie where you know they like andrew garfield spider-man is ripped on in a few times in the movie where like when when um our uh, tom holland spider-man is like oh i was in space and then toby <laughs> mcguire's spider-man was like oh yeah i fought I a black goo alien and then he's like oh uh, t uh, Andrew Garfield's like, I fought a Russian in a rhino suit. Like, you know, it's true. He never got like that great, that great villain, that great, you know, yeah. yep. scene where it was like, oh, wow, like it's all on the table. Like, Electro looked okay and, you know, had some cool scenes and Lizard did some cool things, but like, 
he never got that like crazy cool scene yes. that was like, oh wow, this is, and that's why the franchise died. That's why we moved on. You know. I think the thing that I like the best about playing with those old characters is how much they kind of pick on them. Like, because the thing is, yeah. is like, like how many times did they reference fucking eels? Like how Electro yeah. fell into bad the thing of electric eels. <laughs> yeah, you gotta learn how to fall better. Oh man, it was just so good. It's like, yeah, that, and then like even how they make fun of Doc Doc Ock. It's like yeah. his name, and it's like. Your name is actually Otto Octavius. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and it's fucking so funny. It's like so well, on the nose, and it's just they play with it so well, and it's so good. And even just calling Andrew Garfield Spider-Man Three, you know, <laughs> it's like they know that he's the weakest one. They know that like he's like that. Those movies are the weakest, probably, of the entire franchise. And yeah, um, but on having said that. I so think he's anybody, a way better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So, for anybody who it, like is listening to us, even though and they don't care about spoilers and they haven't seen it, if you haven't realized by now, we get to spend some time with Andrew and Tobey with Tom yeah. Holland as well. So it's like the three well, Spider-Man together. Well, let's start at the beginning and let's set this up, I guess, a little yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't really. Talked I was trying about to draw back, but then we kept getting pulled in. But, <clears throat> um. So we start with basically a scene like right after the last movie ended. It's basically picking up exactly where Far From Home ended with everybody finding out that that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and uh, J. Jonah Jameson's blasting it over the radio. Everybody thinks he's responsible for Mysterio's death. He's kind of villainized. The the media is after Zendaya because she or, or Mary Jane or not Mary Jane, MJ, because... Um, you know, she's dating Peter Parker and now she, you know, technically dating Spider-Man as well. So like the media is after her and, and so they kind of zip away and there's nowhere really for them to run to because there's media everywhere. There's helicopters chasing them. There's, you know, they run back to Peter's house and there's help, like four helicopters outside of his apartment and there's no hiding from it. Like it's everywhere. Um, which I thought was cool. I mean, I, I like seeing them zip through New York because we've never really gotten that from the Spider-Man. No, we haven't. It's a good point. Yeah, it's nice to see it. And I love that, like how they are handling essentially like paparazzi, like everybody's, you know, yeah. looking for them. Right. And it's like, yeah, it was it was cool. It was a good it was a it was, in, again, interesting because we don't really get that in this no. world. No, we've never our Spider-Man really in New York. So yep. um, I like that. I like that they brought it back to, you know, well, what was going on with Happy and, and, and Aunt May. <laughs> They're kind of like breaking up. Um, <laughs> we see Happy like crying and whatever, but then like, they quickly have to Are you crying? change <laughs> because Peter's trying to keep away that, you know, everybody knows that he's Peter Parker. So he's like shutting blinds around the house and everything like that. And um yeah it, it, it had like a comedic effect and it, it was cool and um we kind of just really realized like this is really gonna fuck up his life and fuck up the people's lives around him and and um we quickly realized that like yeah they're not getting into university because they're tied to the spider-man you know yeah they're not yeah, they're not getting the things they want to do in life because they know peter parker and he's a criminal even though he's not yeah yeah it, um yeah, I liked that dynamic, even though it didn't last. I mean, I guess it technically lasts the whole movie, but I mean, like the 
we didn't really spend a ton of time with it because once things started moving, we kind of we kind they kind of dropped the whole like paparazzi thing for the most part, right? So it's well, not just the paparazzi thing, but they also kind of dropped the whole Mysterio thing. Like, there's yeah, never really a yeah. a conclusive um, answer to like people being like, oh, like did he actually kill Mysterio or did Mysterio this all? Like, there's never really a conclusive answer. Is it? Yeah, but regardless. all this all this happens over like two days or something right like yeah it's, it's very quick clearly so yeah. like it wouldn't and and especially with the outcome of the movie which i won't say just yet but like with the outcome of the movie it doesn't surprise me that like we probably won't hear about mysterio again until he shows up which man he's gonna have to show up at some point i'm sure if that's because the thing is is like mysterio was a team right like i know jake Hall was the main person but i mean he didn't do it by himself right so wouldn't yeah, be surprising no, to me if we saw yeah, it wouldn't be surprising to me if we saw him again, even if Jake Gyllenhaal's dead. Or his yeah, no, I... Dead. Sorry, not him. But. I don't think he's dead, though. I, I honestly, I think... I would no, be surprised if he's actually dead. I, I think me too. they're smart in trying to keep villains alive now. Um, and think of who you're talking about. And again, the whole this whole movie, the big a big part of it is is that Peter is trying to, like, not kill villains. Right. So it's like... I have a hard time believing that he would try to kill Quentin Beck just for, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he always seems no, to and, pull his punches, right? So, yeah, no, exactly. And and I mean, we'll get into the whole ending in a minute, but like the fact that basically every hero that's or every villain that's brought in is still, you know, brought back to life in a way. Like, they can easily make these universes collide at some point again or in some way. I don't know how you yeah. do that story wise, but that. You know, at least all these villains exist again, and they can they have the you know all the toys in the toy box again to do whatever they want yep. with. Yeah. Um, um, before we get there, we should say like so. So basically, what happens after uh, we're seeing like Ned and MJ and Peter all getting rejected from universities and colleges they want to go to because of who they are? Uh, Peter goes to Doctor Strange and basically asks him to like make it so people don't know that was it that they don't know that he's spider-man is that what it was so they didn't know except yeah he wants, so the world the world yeah. forgets that spider-man is peter parker basically right. it's, it's right. he wants dr strange to make a spell so that everybody forgets that well not in his mind but that dr strange's mind everybody forgets that peter parker is spider-man but then quickly we realize that tom holland if that happens his whole relationship with MJ is going to kind of fall apart because that's kind of the way they met and kind of the connection they had. Him and Ned have been doing this since, you know, square one. So that friendship kind of falls apart. It was really hard for him to tell Aunt May that, you know, he was Spider-Man basically. And he doesn't want to put her through that again if she forgets it. So like, it was just this whole thing of as Dr. Strange is putting out this spell, you know, he keeps putting it like a, he keeps a changing plug. it. Yeah, he keeps tampering with it basically, and and then and it's fucking up the spell and basically making it more and more complicated for the spell to actually exist because he keeps wanting somebody to know that no, he is Spider Man. Um, which I don't know. I guess like I could see that argument there of like why would Doctor Strange do this spell in the first place? Like I agree. Um, that's one. Of, that that's is one of my only. Of that's one of my only things that like i say i would have an issue with with this movie was like that one part it's i i just thought it was like 
sloppy like writing because it's just like yeah we need a reason for this to happen ah let's just make dr strange do something you wouldn't really normally do but then again yeah but then again when i think about him in like his first his movie he was pretty reckless so i mean he seemed to have gotten better once we got to like endgame and infinity war and stuff but like he did seem pretty like would use his powers for weird things and like not really well, he's an egomaniac, right? I mean, like... Yeah, totally. He he kind of learned his lesson in the first Doctor Strange movie by the end. And yes. I mean, like, he seems like he's hammered out his powers really well between uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So, like, if this movie was before the Infinity War, then I would kind of have more belief in it that, like, he could fuck up the spell and, like, he didn't know what he was tampering with. But the fact that you know, we're in present day and he's fucking up the spell, then it kind of, um, I had a hard time kind of believing that aspect of it. But then again, like, you know, he's trying to concentrate on the spell and Peter won't stop blabbing on and, and yeah. changing the spell and whatever. Like, who knows? Yeah, whatever. It's, it is a little bit of a plot hole. But again, like, if I was Doctor Strange, I wouldn't have done the spell anyway. I'd have been like, man, Tony Stark came out as Iron Man fucking day five. Like, yeah. you'll be okay. People can know that you're Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it's going to be annoying, but it'll die down. Like, everybody knows that Thor is Thor and fucking, you know, Captain yeah. America was, yeah. you know. like Everybody else is everybody. Everyone knows. Yeah, nobody had really a secret identity. Like, Yeah, yeah it's so, never really been a thing in the MCU. No, like, these guys are all famous people and they've all been in Avengers-esque level events. Like, yeah, it's going to be annoying to have a normal life now. You're a celebrity, basically, and, you know, that comes with the territory. You wanted to be a hero? Well, guess what? This is part of being a hero, is you're going to have to deal with the media, you're going to have to deal with paparazzi, you're not going to have a normal relationship. Yep. I love that the, a, a good part of this story kind of revolved around that, too, right? Again, it's it's like, I wonder what we're going to do as we kind of see uh, Peter Age moving forward, is like, I hope we're kind of past that. At this, Well, I guess I don't want to say it yet. I'll say it if I remember at the end, because it kind of relates more to the end, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I agree with you. I, I, I think, I think we have to touch on that later on. Definitely. When we get there. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically the spell goes wrong and we get everything kind of leaking into our universe where, you know, He's swinging through a, on a bridge, and we get Doctor Octopus rolling in. We get Green Goblin. What did they say? Get, it's it's like anybody who anybody who knew Peter Parker was Spider Man got pulled into this the right. MCU universe, right? That's what it was, right? Or not anybody, but they yeah. said some people got basically the spell reverse. Yes. So. Basically, it pulled people from dimensions that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so making everybody forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a hokey story element, but, like, again, it's a comic book movie. You need something yep, to move the I plot agree. forward. I was just going to say... Could you come totally up with a better idea? Probably. Yeah. But I, I thought the bridge fight was cool. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot. I like that. It was uh, nice seeing. I like that auto. I like that auto and Norman, like know who each other are because they're from the same universe. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, I liked. I liked that interaction between all the villains. Like some of them knew who they were, and some of them didn't, obviously. But like, 
like Sandman kind of knowing the end of both Norman and, and Octavius. Yeah. Like I thought that was cool. Oh, cool. And um, Lizard and Electro and, and kind of, you know, talking and stuff like it, it, it worked for the movie. And yeah, um, I like how they're like, I didn't know the dinosaur talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, they rip on Lizard so many times about how he looks and everything, and I was like, yeah, because he always looks stupid, I'm sorry, but he and, looks dumb. And again, that's that's another thing where, like, they were criticized for how the Lizard looked in that, so now they're picking on that yeah. too, right? It's like, yeah. everything that everything that those movies get criticized for gets criticized in the MCU. Yeah, it's they so go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I really wonder... I mean, this is a complete side side topic, but like, I really wonder how Sony feels about Disney ripping apart their movies like that because it's going to give yeah. them the highest grossing movie in the whole of the whole year, so probably pretty good. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Money speaks, but I'm just saying, like, if I was a Sony executive, I'd be like, man, Disney sure is shitting on our universes, like, you know. But rightfully well, so. The thing is, is but they're making them palatable again. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, wouldn't be surprised. Well, and they're making it almost part of the MCU. Yeah, in a way. They're like loosely yeah. tying every Spider-Man movie to the MCU. Yeah. Um, I was hoping but, we would see a Peter B. Parker from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I was hoping for that. But Yeah, well, else? I think Into the Spider-Verse is really going to have Tom Holland in it at some point. The second one. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise I mean, me I, if I, I really like the Spider-Verse, but... Yeah. yeah, I know. I like it. But I know. I know you're not a fan. Um... um so yeah, we get the villains coming back. They're all dropping in slowly. Um, and Peter basically is kind of capturing them with Dr. Strange into these, like, cells and until he can figure out, like, what to do, basically. And then he realizes that all these villains kind of died in their universes. And um, basically, if he sends them back to their own universes, that they all die so that he doesn't want to be a killer. He doesn't want to he thinks they all kind of deserve a second chance. So he's trying to figure out a way to basically redeem all these characters so that they can go back and live in their universes and, and, and maybe change from being a villain to something else, you know? So I got that's say, kind of the I story dynamic that. of like, okay, how do we put these people back and how do we do it without killing them? Yeah. I, I love that dynamic. I love that angle. Cause like one of the things I always loved about Spider-Man was that he tries his best to, not like have to kill somebody to like you know yeah. to like finish the fight right like he you know yeah no i i i mean i i think it's like a kind of a superhero trope but like all these characters are kind of one one day away from being the villain like yeah they take their powers a step too far and they start killing people well then they're no different than the villains they're trying to capture so i think that has to be spider-man's rule of and, you know you see that in batman you see that in a lot of things where he's not a killer. He's, he's trying to capture these and save people. And, and so, yeah, I think that would change the dynamic of Spider-Man. If he was like, well, fuck all these villains, they all made their choices and I'm going to send them back and kill them. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, well, he kind of gets, gets like that at one point. Right. So. Well, I want to talk about that at yeah, some point, yeah, though, yeah. because I you think can. by the end of this, I want to kind of talk to you about where we see Spider-Man going from here, because I have a few ideas, but, Me um, too. So yeah, basically the 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 rest of the movie now is is Spider-Man trying to basically create um serums or or technology that will help these heroes basically like heal these heroes in some way. They're villains, you know, um 
Norman's chemical imbalance in his brain, so he's trying to find something to cure cure that. Uh, the lizard, he's trying to make him turn back into uh, Kurt Connors. Connors. Um, Sandman, he's trying to get him back to being human form. Like all, basically trying to come up with ways to fix all these villains. And then we find out that kind of Norman's been, I don't know, either playing them all along or flips back to Goblin and kind of like betrays the whole situation. And that starts kind of the whole end of the movie where um, basically all the villains escape and are evil again and have all turned on Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it would have been a boring movie if, you know, we fixed all the heroes or all the villains in there. They're, all right, then go back and we're good. But so you knew See, there had to be kind of a switch that flipped. That's where I kind of wish we wouldn't have seen so much of the villains in the trailer, like how you were saying at the beginning. Because totally. it's like, once, like, I was happy enough to see them, but it's like, once I kind of realized that some of those scenes weren't present earlier in the movie, I was like, these guys have to go back because we've already seen them fighting him again. And it's like, why yeah. would they be fighting him if he's helping them? No, and that, and that was my biggest problem with the movie in, in general was the trailers gave away way too much. Um... I think how awesome would it have been going into this movie, not knowing these villains were in it that, you know, all the leaks that we got about uh, Toby and, and Andrew coming back, like all that stuff. If this was all a huge surprise and we, we like somehow they had like another villain, like say, uh, I don't know, whatever um, shocker or what Rhino or whatever was showing as the villain of this movie. And we had no idea all these other villains came in. And we thought, like, oh, they're doing a third Spider-Man movie, and this is the villain, and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, all these other villains are dropping in, and we get this whole story arc. Like, we're yeah, blowing our minds in the theater. Like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. See, the thing but is, it was, all, yeah, it was all in the trailer. Yeah. The thing is, for me, is, like, I agree. Doing that would have been amazing. I think it would have been impossible to get that many big names without yes. any hint of it happening. As soon as yeah. there's a hint of it happening, it's hard to stop a rumor like that, especially with how successful Into the Spider-Verse was. Um, yeah. But like, but the thing I, I the thing I kind of see is like, as soon as I saw Doc Ock, as soon as I saw Electro, as soon as I saw Green Goblin, I was like, Andrew and Toby have to be back. Why wouldn't they? Like, it wouldn't make yeah. sense for them to take these characters in because if they're going to live in this world, like, if they're just going to be the MCU's version, like, they would never cast that old. They just wouldn't. And, like, yeah. you'd basically be ruining Matt main, like, uh, Spider-Man villains just for a face, a face that people recognize. Like, so as soon as I saw those characters, I was like, there's no way that Toby and Andrew are, are not coming back. Like, it's just not yeah. in the cards. Totally agree. Hold on one like, second. I know you could annoying to do on a podcast, but I gotta let my dog out or he's not yeah. gonna stop barking. No worries. I'll just uh, sit here and talk to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so for anybody who's listening, to, I can't see if there's actually anybody, like, my screen stopped moving, so the chat feature is not working. So if anyone's chatting and talking to us, I can't see you. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man. We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and we are spoiling Spider-Man No Way Home, so if you're just joining in. I was saying I can't see the chat, so I don't know if anyone's, like, I don't it's, know if... No, 
people are popping in and out, but no, no real chat right now. But um, yeah, my like I can't even see that or like the viewer count. Like it hasn't changed in like since we started. Um, we didn't talk about it. We should talk about it quickly at the beginning when um it first comes out that that Peter Parker is Spider Man. We get do get that brief scene with Matt Murdock. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We would have went back because no. I wanted to talk about that. Um. Now we knew it, it did leak in photos and stuff online, and yeah. um, I already knew about that. But when I don't know about you, but that was the first big pop of this movie in the theater. Like, Same. like I, I know you went to like a private thing, right? Where there were, I don't know how many people were there. I went to a thing. I went to a private viewing for uh, astonishing news and reviews. He like rented out a whole theater and then gave it out to gave tickets out for free to a bunch of like our local we have a local toy group that we are all part of and like he gave it to a bunch of the local toy shops like the little mom and pop kind of shops and like they gave them out to yeah. customers and yeah so he had a, it was a hundred there's a hundred seats so oh, okay um, so, yeah, it wasn't so but I mean, the thing is, is most of the people in there were nerds because they're either <laughs> part of our nerd group or associated with us in some capacity so yeah, so, yeah, everybody knew who Matt, who that was. So when I, mean, I wouldn't say everybody, like like Andrew and and Toby got a bigger applause, but like uh, there was still a big rap, like a roar for for yeah. Matt Murdock. Yeah, I mean our 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 theater went like pretty pretty excited, clapping and stuff, and like um, people were definitely surprised, which I was shocked by. Like obviously, people didn't follow any of the stuff online, and were just like blown away, but. Even I think there um, are audiences who don't really follow. They just wait and then the movie clearly. comes out and that's it, right? Because the thing is, is like if you if you just have that like I have a friend who sees every Marvel movie like within the first couple weeks of it coming out. He's not a first night kind of guy, unless I'm with him, but like but he's still like he doesn't follow it in any capacity other than just when he sees something new comes on, he's like, Oh, this is out. I'm gonna watch this. So it's yeah. like for people like him, he would he would watch that and be like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like that yeah, would yeah. work on him. But I mean, for anybody who even follows, even from a distance, you would know about this. So, yeah, it surprised me. Like when Toby and Andrew jumped jumped dropped into the. Th we'll get into those scenes in a second, but like the theater blew up. Yeah. Like, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like people are shocked by this or surprised by this. Like, I mean, I. I, I didn't like yell or anything, but I was like, this is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was like, I was blown away by how loud the theater got. Like, I haven't heard that kind of pop since fucking Endgame's, uh, Avengers when, when Captain America grabs the hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, that was like the huge pop in our theater in that movie. And then, the yeah, when right. everybody came back through the fucking portals and shit yep. for Doctor Strange. That was the other huge pop in that movie, and like this was like just as big a pop. It was like, holy shit, man! People are loving this shit. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, when they came back, it was huge. But yeah, Matt Murdock, it was cool to see. It was funny how he was just like, "You need a better lawyer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that, that was great. Like when they threw the brick through the window and he grabbed it. He's like, "How did you do that?" I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Um, so nice to see him back in the universe. I, I I can't wait for you know a couple weeks from now, hopefully, or a month from now when they start talking about like, hey, yeah, you will see him in this standalone show, or he will be in this, or like whatever they start doing press for Echo or whatever the case may be. Like, 
I can't wait until they start talking about this a little more openly of like, oh yeah, he's going to be in this and this person's going to be in this and this is the villain in this. And like, we start really seeing the roadblocks moving forward of where we're going. Yeah. Did, did you happen to notice? Because I noticed. But like, it seemed like his version of Matt Murdock here was not quite so gloomy. Like, he was a little bit more upbeat in the way he spoke, I felt. Like, it was weird because I didn't find him to be his usual, like, soft-spoken kind of like calm and collective self like he seemed more like peppy almost well i'm curious of how they're going to explain all of this right because i know they don't want the netflix shows canon but they are kind of canon just as much as i assume that they're going to make the spider-man past movies canon but not really canon kind of thing like yes i don't think disney wants to be tied to these previous products just because i don't think they want the taint of the MCU of like lesser movies. Yeah. Right. But I also kind of look at it as a long time has passed since the end of Daredevil. Who knows what's happened in Matt's life since then. The blip happened. You know, maybe he's had a change of heart or a change of um, personality a little bit, like losing everything. Maybe he, you know, maybe he didn't get blipped and foggy and and, and, Karen. Karen did. And like, who knows? Like, things could have happened in his life where he's kind of had a change of, of who he is and they could explain it a little bit that way of like, you know, a lot's happened since the end of those shows and characters have changed a little bit. And, you know, we're just, we're not going to explain it away right now. Maybe eventually we'll get that backstory, but yeah. 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 um, yeah, I I think you kind of could just be painted to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, so we can go back. So Matt Murdock was there. Yay! It was very early in the the movie, and it was great. Yeah, it was it was like ten minutes in. Yeah, it was good. It's like, oh, I, I didn't I, expect it that early. I guess it makes sense narratively. But yeah, yeah but it it also didn't really tie in with the rest of the movie in any way. Like he's basically giving them law advice, but none of I it's ever really idea, needed or used because I, they I go the magical like route. I feel like the idea though was more like. They did that. They did do the magical route, but it didn't really take effect until the end, right? Because like they needed something to basically not have him get arrested. So Matt basically right. came in and was like, "You're not going to get arrested." <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they're like, "Okay, so that's done now. Now we can just go back to living." And then, so in a way, he kind of like moves the story forward because if not, then you know, like right. he could just come but in. But again, and get I mean, like. There was no evidence either way that he they could have proven in any real way, like what happened with yeah. the whole Mysterio thing. So, like, I don't know. That's that's where like my my biggest complaints of the storyline is is like there's no way of proving either way what Spider Man did or did not. Like, this is just Jay Jonah and the media blowing something up, and I mean that is what would happen. But. Yeah, totally. Yeah, in a court of law, like how do you make him accountable in any way? There's no evidence for either. Right. You know? Um but yeah, so anyway, we we get all these villains dropping in and and um we get That's the first that's right after the villains turn back to being bad guys. That's when yes. we get our first real emotional moment of the movie or my that was the, my first one too. My first I, I I was very emotional, so yeah. I no, I, sure. It was so sad. I, I got tears running down my eyes, so. Me too, me too. Um, come here, come on. You want to come up? Oh, a little Finny. 
You want to come on? Come here. Did Homer go to bed? He must have gone to bed. Okay. Is he running away from you so we can't you can't get him? Come on. You wanna come up and say hello? Okay, fine, run away. I can't help you. <laughs> there you go, look. <gasps> Little Finn. There you go. You're on candid camera. Dog talk. Here I uh, this is our this is the dog talk portion of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a nice ten minute break of dog talk. No, um, yeah. yeah, so we got we got the huge emotional scene with with um basically like I mean obviously spoilers, Spider Man spoilers, Spider Man spoilers. spoilers. Um Aunt May died. Aunt May dies. And it was uh it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. It was um you know, you don't think she's dead. She basically um, goblin she, like, comes in. Up. Goes, yeah, she, she gets, gets up, up and she walks around for a minute. And I was like, oh, she's just, you know, she was hurt, but she's not dying. And then I won't lie, we realized that I was, she is dying. She's what? she's bleeding and it's not good. When she stood up, I was like, how the fuck is she getting up? And then afterwards, when she died, I was like, nah, all right, figures. Because she got yeah. her ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it's our kind of version of the Aunt Ben death, like or Aunt Ben, Uncle Aunt Ben, ben death, <laughs> like uh, um, Uncle May and Aunt Ben. <laughs> we never got the whole Uncle Ben scene in our universe, and and he never had that emotional. I mean, maybe he did. We don't know that though. We never got that. Like, it doesn't seem like he's aware of an Uncle Ben in his life. I think. Well, I don't think. I I don't think that's the case. I do think that he has an uncle Ben, but I just like. I think it's like his aunt May is who plays the bigger part here in in this in this universe, well, right? Because because didn't he didn't he he didn't seem like he was questioning it, and he did refer to Aunt May losing her husband in episode the first one, the first Spider Man. So like, yeah. Well, there's a few points where they talk about like, um, me and my friend Brian went and seen the Spider Man movie tonight, and like he he said like. Isn't there a scene where she says something about a suit, like you can wear your uncle's suit or something like that in one of the movies? And like, um, uh, yeah, when she starts right. dating Happy, he says something, or she says something along the lines of like, it's been a long time since I've dated, or, or I don't know, something along those lines. Like, I, I don't know if if he knew Uncle Ben, or maybe Uncle Ben passed before he was at like a, con, yeah. you know, like an age of, of relevance that he'd remember it, or he wasn't born yet, or I don't know. Um, they never really touch on it, but like this is his Uncle Ben. This is his emotional pull. And it's like, you know, she says the whole line of, you know, uh, great power, great responsibility. Like, um, which I love, by the way. I yeah, it was, was, it, was, it was, it was good. Um, and, you know, I had tears running down my face because it was, it was sad to see him lose her. It was, it was, it was definitely a heart pull. Yeah, man. It was tragic. It was, it was, I mean, I also just love, Marissa Tomei as I just I oh, love so that like, take like I love that like let's be awesome. young and and hot and like like hip and cool and yeah. she doesn't need Why to be this like old lady yeah exactly right. <laughs> so no reason for yeah. her to be ninety she can be a hot in yeah totally she she's um she was awesome and she'll definitely be missed because she was yeah. yeah man it was fucking it was so sad. So sad, um, and it's like that's the first. I feel like that's like the first time we really see um, 
peer like see like holy fuck this is what happens when you know me like this is what being associated i know there's like other things with like the school and them not getting in i i realize that yeah. but that's like minor in the sense of like your family members dying because you know you know what i mean right. and it's like again we get norman osborne who totally plays that up and is like you know she's only she only died because of you like if you weren't there right. she wouldn't have been there and she'd still be alive and um, and then we get the scene of 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 um, MJ and uh, Ned in the apartment and trying to find Peter. And when they steal uh, the sling ring from yeah, so Ned has the sling ring from Doctor Strange, and he go, he basically is trying to make a portal and saying like find our Peter. And instead of finding uh, Tom Holland's Peter, we find Andrew Garfield's Peter from another dimension, and that's when the theater fucking exploded. Did they explode when he took his mask off, or did they explode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as that mask came off, that theater went nuts. Yeah, um, I, ours did too. So then we get him, and then so they have like a scene of of trying to figure out whether like what the, what is exactly going on. So they make him crawl on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> I like Ned's grandma. He's like, can you get those? Ned's grandma's awesome. <laughs> Clean up the cobwebs. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then so yeah they basically go like hey try again try to find our peter and then they they bring in obviously toby mcguire's spider-man and that's how we get him in so um now we have all three spider-men in the movie and they all kind of have their their moment of you know how do you do this how you know what's your universe like kind of thing they know they're from separate universes they know something's wrong but um they all have a place they kind of go when things get rough and things get tough. And, and so they, they've realized that that's probably where Tom Holland is. And so they all kind of go there to console him after Aunt May's death. And that's where we get the scene with all three Spider-Men together for the first time. And yeah, it was theater went nuts again and fucking, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was very cool, man. It actually made me really like, again, like not that I dislike Tom or, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield or or Tobey Maguire like I just they're they were fine but like I have my issues with both of them but it's like again now that like time all this time has passed it's like a lot of that stuff doesn't really seem relevant because they kind of like just it works now right like it's just the 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 right the story for it's better and it's like I like how they all kind of had their tragedy right like you know Andrew talks about how you know if it wasn't for him like you know Gwen like Gwen died kind of because of him, right? And it's just like yeah. Uncle Ben. They all have their yeah, yeah. So it's like cool to see that they all have that similarity, right? I love the yeah. I love the discussion about web fluid. I was just <laughs> gonna say that. It's, they then go and realize that you know Toby Maguire Spider Man had Organic no web shooters or no web fluid. He does it naturally, and they're very curious about how that works. <laughs> And where it comes out of, and how you know, does he have if it blockages? Comes out of anywhere and, else? Does it come yeah. out of anywhere? Else? <laughs> um, yeah, I like that too. I thought that was a cool thing to make fun of a little bit, or point you know, point fun at. And um, like I said, they're not afraid to to make fun of their previous product. You know, so good, man. Um, so funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really like that as well. I did think that. Toby Maguire did look very old, like comparatively, like 
Andrew Garfield looks the same. I, when I see Toby Maguire, yeah. I was like, God damn, man, this guy is 20 years older. Like, wow. He looks it. Well, the thing is, is he was never, he was meant to be young in the movies, but that was one of my biggest issues with those movies. I'm like, oh, there's yeah, no so, way that 30, there's no way that 30 year old is 17. Like, I just, I'm not no. buying it. Like, Flash no. Gordon or Flash, Flash, uh, whatever. Like, looks like he has, like, a fucking five o'clock shadow. He's supposed to be a senior. Oh, yeah. Like, give me a yeah. fucking break. Like, yeah. No, I totally agree. I, uh, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. And, and But, yeah, he looks his age. I mean, I, no offense to him. I, I, I look like a shitbag, so I, I'm not mind to talk. But See, The thing is, like, I um, thought he actually looked... I, I wonder if they de-aged him. Like, I couldn't really tell if they did or not. Like, he's he looks like he's had work done him. or something, but... I actually, like... This movie made me really, really appreciate Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man more, and it made me really go, "Wow, Tobey Maguire is not a good actor." <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I like seeing them all back together. Obviously, I like to see the different suits kind of meshed up and the different, you know, unique kind of things that they can do separately. And um, they're all all their lost stories of of losing Gwen Stacy and losing Uncle Ben. And, them kind of feeling guilty over it and you know that's part of being spider-man and and kind of what moves you forward and all that kind of stuff and so then we get basically the big villain showdown of the movie of of all three of them fighting all the villains on the statue of liberty and and they have um, to work together and they're not they have to to figure out a way to work together and none of them have ever worked together or with a teammate before they're all kind of solo people except tom except except right I love that line too of when he's like, you know, I was in the Avengers and like, what, like not, what is that? I don't want to brag, but I guess I will in this moment. Yeah. Um, Earth's Mightiest <laughs> Heroes, maybe you've heard of them. I don't know. Is, that, are they a, is the Avengers, is that a band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, are you in a band? Yeah, that line was great. And, and them not knowing <laughs> that would make sense. And obviously they just don't have that in their universe. And that's, that's cool. Um, but yeah, then they they basically figure out a way to work together and and, and start healing all the villains like they had planned. And uh, as they do, Doctor Strange is kind of working on a spell to close the massive amounts of um, I don't know, like universe terrors that are happening in the sky, basically to bring in all these other worlds and universes. Which I wish they would have done more with that. That was Me too. a big kind of complaint. Is I love they kind of show shadows of these these things on the like Walking outskirts forward. of the of the terrors but you can't really make out of it who any of them are it i really like your um your thought about it maybe like that could be where mutants were introduced because i was like that's a really cool that'd be a great way to to do that right yeah no i i, I really wish that that would have been a thing or they would have showed at least some of the shadows pouring in and then like you didn't really see like who they were necessarily, but like just saw that like a lot of things were coming into the universe, but we never really got that. Like it was just basically them standing on the outskirts of the terror and then like Dr. Strange trying to close all these terrors. But I, I, I mean, this is another thing I would kind of want to talk to you about is like, do we think that things got through or do we think that that's the end of it? Like, I don't I don't really know where to go through. I'm sure I'm sure that something will have come from that because the thing is is like even in this movie we got these five villains that came from that right where it's like they all all of a sudden show like you know they managed to slip through even though he kept it under control right so even though by the end of this he gets it under control I'm sure there's something that lingers 
but we also send them all back. It, I know, but who's and that's what I mean. That, it's like who's to say that it didn't happen again, though, or everything might have gotten got put back, but there maybe a couple got left. You know, maybe on a technicality or something, right? Like, yeah. So awesome, row in the comments says definitely saw a rhino silhouette in the terrors. Interesting. Um, I I didn't notice that personally, but like that would that wouldn't surprise me. The fact that he wasn't in it at all, like that would be a good call. Um, I really was hoping that we would have seen like Wolverine's claws or something like that. Like that's just something iconic that not necessarily showing Wolverine, but just a shadow and like claws sticking out or something that like that. Out there? Yeah, I thought that would have been really cool. Like. Just something along those lines of like, oh, the mutants are here, or Fantastic Four, even something like that. Like, just something that showed things pouring in from other universes. Now, obviously, you have to recast all those roles, and that makes it kind of well. You can still make them story wise. The thing is, is you could make a Fantastic Four coming in as a silhouette, so you can't tell who it is. You could have a a stretchy armor. But I'm saying. but I'm saying if they're coming in from other universes, then they're oh, the, the other versions of those characters. So gotcha. yeah. to recast those roles wouldn't really make sense. Like, oh, they poured him from another universe, but now instead of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, it's whoever, whoever actor. I can't think of a, na- a name of anybody. Just Sam Carrot. Jackson's Wolverine. Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top's Wolverine, yes. Um, Spider-Sense Peter Tingle were also visible when Peter was in his astral form. Yeah. So that was funny. I think there was something that to do with that, was, too. that part was so funny. When Doctor Strange is trying to take the box from him when he's like out of his body and he's still like Yeah, his arms all <laughs> sliding around. Yeah. Um Yeah, anyway, so we basically we get the end of the movie, he heals most of the villains, um, except for Goblin, and he basically figures out that to well, he, we get that like moment that he's eating the shit out of Norman. Um, he's just about to kill him. Basically, he's ready to kill Norman with his glider, and Toby stops him. Um, and basically tells him like, "Hey, you know that's not the way to do it. Like, you saved him. You know, we don't need to. You don't need to be that guy, kind of thing." And Basically, the way to send these all back to their universes and and end this whole thing is that he has to make everybody forget that he's Peter Parker and nobody can remember who he is. He basically he has to rewrite history and nobody knows who he is. So that means everybody he knows, everybody he loves is not going to even know who he is anymore. But it's the only way to reverse this spell and send everybody back. And so he basically makes that deal, that sacrifice of, I'd rather lose the people I love and save the universe then then you know be selfish and keep mj for me or ned for me or so on and so forth so um so yeah dr strange does it and we get that kind of sad moment between him and ned and him and mj and and mj telling him telling him he she loves him and and you know ned crying and all that and you know then bam the spell's done and they forget who he is and um they all kind of return to their normal life, but not knowing who he is. Well, Spider-Man's still a villain in that world because J. Jonah Jameson's talking about how he's a villain. But just, yeah, now nobody knows that he's Peter Parker. And then we get that scene at the end where Peter goes into the cafe where MJ's working 
and he has like kind of reciting his lines as he's walking in like what he's gonna say to her to tell her who he is and like because he promises her that he's gonna find her and then right. once this all happens and kind of like explain to them who he is and what's happened and he sees once he gets in there that they got into the schools and that they're both happy and whatever yeah. and like mj's even like oh he kind of says her little catchphrase of if you're always what is it if you're always expecting the worst then it never, you never surprised. Been not the, yeah, yeah if you've never been disappointed or whatever and then uh she kind of like doesn't say that this time right i think and then he kind of like realizes like their lives are better without the risk of knowing him kind of thing yeah yeah no i um yeah he's basically being the hero i mean he's letting them carry on their lives and, and doesn't want a chance taking away the good things that they got from him doing what he did so him fucking with that could ruin everything so he just realizes he'd rather see them happy than than take the chance of messing up their their you know their new futures basically obviously also, at some point he's gonna have to figure out a way to be fr- like i can't see them writing them out of the story i don't think they'll write them out of the story but i do think if they're gonna do another trilogy they'll spend a movie at least where he's kind of just watching them and like not really you know what i mean like, well i think maybe gonna have to do something maybe maybe we even get something like the toby thing where it's like he has fun with it and like he kind of like looks over them as spider-man and like saves them a few times kind of thing and mj kind of falls for for spider-man we're gonna get a threat level of something that he has to you know at some point some he has to rescue them from something and they kind of have a remembrance of of you know deja vu of this happening before or something along those lines yeah maybe the ball rolling um maybe but then, yeah, so we, we got to talk. I mean, it came up in the uh, comments, but the credit scene, the first credit scene. Um, Are we going to go back to that whole thing about Spider-Man there? We're going to just get through this end credit thing and then we'll go back. Yeah, if you, yeah. If, I, I mean, we can do the, do the Spider-Man thing now. Go yeah, ahead. I just think, um, you know, so like the way they basically end this movie is Spider-Man or Peter Parker gets his own little apartment and he's just going to live this life of being Spider-Man, it seems anyways. That's kind of, seems how they've kind of left it where he's, you know, like there's a point in the comics where he realizes that his life as Peter Parker is too dangerous for the people he loves. And right. and this similar thing happens and and he just becomes Spider-Man as like a full-time gig. It's like he stops trying to be Peter Parker. He stops trying to have a normal life and he's just, I'm just going to be Spider-Man and just yeah. save the, the world and do what I have to do to make it a better place. Well, we also get that, that dialogue scene between Andrew and Toby about, um, you know, Toby says to Andrew at some point, like, don't, do you have anybody in your life right now yeah. or, or a girlfriend or something along those lines? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't really have, space for that being spider-man and and he goes you toby and and toby's kind of like yeah you know it took some trial and error and you know it, it takes a lot of work but like I'm, I'm making it work kind of for me in a way and um i think that's just alluding to like yeah there's that dynamic of having nobody having somebody kind of having somebody and having lost them like there's a middle ground at some point that he's gonna have to find and they're kind of mm-hmm. showing the counterbalance between the other two spider-men for Tom. Yeah. um I also think that this could be possibly a way of introducing Gwen Stacy in some uh, form yeah. of 
he's not he can't get MJ back without fucking up his you know her life or or Ned's life, and so unintentionally he meets a new girl and he kind of is like well to protect MJ I kind of just got to move on with my life, and you know maybe he starts dating Gwen or or you know they could bring in another character of some sort or whatever romantically Felicia, at, they could bring in Felicia you know, Black Cat but sure see, the he unintentionally that... falls for this new girl and then my dog um but then you know maybe the ball starts rolling of MJ remembering and then he has the two you know juggling two girls dynamic yeah. of how do I do this I think, and, and... I think the only reason they won't do that is because if they all of a sudden introduce him to like put another love life and in, love interest in his life then it's like yeah ha- then he re- he once again hasn't really learned anything because it's kind of like it you know just just because it's not mj now it'll be gwen who's at risk right so it's like i kind of feel like the, the thing that i kind of like about this is like i felt like at the end of this the way they wrapped it was like we've pretty much spent three movies of peter Thinking he was right, overstepping, failing miserably, and causing a chain reaction of terrible things happening, and then him yeah. having to find a way to fix it. That's literally, it was the first movie, it was the second movie, and now it was this movie. And like, I feel like with us starting a second trilogy of Spider Man movies um, in the MCU, I feel like this is a turning point for Andrew and I, or for uh, Tom Holland's Spider Man. And I feel like. Yes. I think like all the tropes that we've kind of leaned on thus far, like even at the end there when he's swinging in that new costume that he clearly made, it shows a sewing machine and just fabric. I feel like that's a way of shedding that whole Tony Stark Jr. kind of thing. He doesn't have his tech anymore. He doesn't have anything that's going to be able to help him like that or nobody to help him because no one knows him. Like he literally is kind of taking the step back into like the traditional Spider-Man that we kind of know. And like, I feel like it would be silly to immediately or even a a movie into it step backwards. Like, I feel like now we can move forward with the character. He's done school. Now we can focus on like an era of like Spider-Man being Spider-Man. And then maybe we sprinkle in Spider-Man realizing that he misses the element of Peter Parker. And then, the new thing is trying to fit being Peter Parker into being Spider-Man rather than being than, than the opposite. Like might be right. an interesting dynamic to look at as we watch him kind of like age out of school. Right. So. Yeah, no. And with happy forgetting who he is, like we, we definitely have lost all the stark dynamic of mm-hmm. you know, that, that has to be out the window. There's no like real take back on that. So. Nope. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it is, it's going to be like a back to basics um, Spider-Man kind of thing of a different dynamic, a different tech level. And I think it's what a lot of people have been clamoring for is yep. seeing that level of Spider-Man where he's not, you know. It um, seems like that's the biggest frustration with MCU Spider-Man is that it's Tony yeah. Stark Jr. And I think we've had this discussion, but it's like, I understand why they did it. Because A, they kind of yeah. had to shoehorn him into Civil War without a lot of notice. Um, right. And then B, it's like Tony is the biggest thing in the MCU. So it's like, why wouldn't you tie them together? Like, especially if you want to make like a good impact on Spider-Man after uh, amazing Spider-Man movies kind of left everybody like eh, on it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was like a, it was like a safe option. And like, it just so happened to like work for some and backfire for some too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But 
yeah, I want to talk about the the credit scene real quick because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I it kind of ties into where I want to finish this this episode with of of where we see kind of the next step of Spider Man and everything in in uh, the fourth movie is we get uh, Tom Hardy sitting in a bar in our universe, um, basically talking to the bartender about all the crazy shit that's been going on, and he's he's talking about villains and shit, and Tom Hardy's questioning. Um, you know, with Venom's voice in his head of like, what a weird dynamic this kind of world is or universe is. This is clearly happening at the same time that Peter's making the deal with Doctor Strange of taking um, taking back people knowing he's Peter Parker's to send everybody back. So we get Tom Holland kind of questioning that shit. He gets sent back to the Venom universe, whatever, and but leaves behind a piece of the symbiote suit and it kind of crawls away or whatever, and that's the end of the credit scene. Yep. So, I mean, A, thoughts on that, I guess, but B, um, I assume that just basically means we are getting the Venom movie or or whatever in the next Spider-Man movie. Like, I don't know how you I have that, that as the end tag and then don't carry on with it. Uh, I definitely think what what I took away from that was I'm watching it and I'm like, ugh fucking hate this venom so stupid and then when the flash happens and he disappears and he leaves the little piece of symbiote behind i'm like oh good he's already gone so he's kind of served his purpose he basically just left us what we needed which was the symbiote we definitely don't need tom holland or what's his name tom hardy or venom in this universe like in my opinion no thank you we don't need so it's kind of what i said earlier is it's funny that disney's kind of shitting on all sony's universes right like Sony sets this up as the kind of huge cliffhanger from Venom 2. Uh, Venom's in our universe now. He's in the MCU. And then Disney fires right back with, ah, no, he's not. No, we don't want him. We just want his suit. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so do I, I think that's kind of a weird see? thing to do of kind of like, you just put this movie out. They, you know, kind of hit the volleyball over the net and fucking Disney spikes it back. Like, no, thank you. Return to sender. Um, I don't know. I find that kind of weird. Not that I was upset by it because, yeah, I agree with you. Like, we don't need Tom Hardy's Venom in this universe. Like, it's just, it doesn't fit tonally. It's not very well done. No. Um, we don't really need the Venom movies as part of the MCU in any way. Like, the thing uh, is, they are kind of now canon, but they're yes, not. But not, yeah. So, so the thing is, is like, you have to remember that in the comics, Eddie Brock isn't the only person that's worn the symbiote. So, like, the guy, Matt Gorgon, who has been introduced in the MCU, that's the, Scorp- the Scorpion reference they had in the first uh, t- the first after credit thing in Homecoming. Right. Um, so he's, he's worn the suit, uh, and so has uh, Flash Thompson as well worn the right. suit. So, like, right. you know, especially with Flash being, he could potentially be salty about something with spider-man or be obsessed with spider-man and you know what i mean like so you know maybe we see flash get it and like that becomes a dynamic right but i all i honestly don't see us getting an mcu venom like i think it'll be a we'll get a black costume spider-man and if i had to guess we'll probably start the movie with him like the next spider-man movie with him being like your friendly neighborhood spider-man and then something happening where like again he starts to get the anger where he starts That's like, what I wanted to bring up. 
Yes. And then the black suit comes in and all of a sudden it becomes like a big thing, right? Where it like plays yeah. off his anger. And like, I definitely but think that's where we're going. I want to take that two steps farther is I think you're exactly right. That's exactly where my brain went, where um, he takes his anger too far. He starts getting crazy, power crazy. He starts, you know, doing, beating people up too hard, or maybe he accidentally kills somebody. I don't know. Like, I don't know how far they want to take it. But there was a line in this movie where Jamie Foxx says something along the lines of... um, A black Spider-Man. The black Spider-Man is... Maybe in one of these universes, the black Spider-Man exists or something like that. And we get the dynamic of Aunt May running the... um, um, like the homeless shelter or whatever it is that she yeah. runs there at least. Um, and I, I don't know, like I'm not super familiar with the Miles Morales comics and everything like that, but uh, in the video game, the PlayStation game, like Miles' uh, mom runs Beast. Oh, so okay. I kind of feel like maybe now with Aunt May dead, they start bringing in the dynamic of Miles's mom taking over Feast, and then we get introduced to to Miles, and then um, Tom Holland, Spider Man's out of control or whatever. Miles has the power, and this is how they introduce Miles into this universe. Is like, but, but Miles we, we need a friendly Spider Man. Well, Miles has already been introduced into this universe, though. Not yeah, but like not really. Like, but I mean, we already have his background. Like, I, I get what you're saying, and that does yeah. make sense. But it's like it would. I mean, it wouldn't be any more weird than them saying that kid in Iron Man 3 is Peter Parker. But it's just like, you know, we when we get to meet um, uh, Donald Glover in as like that low-level villain in Homecoming, like that's Miles' uncle. And he says, he mentioned, right. he said, I have, a, I have a young nephew and whatever. I wouldn't want him to get these weapons or whatever. I don't remember exactly what he says, but... Yeah, I know. In the Miles Morales video game that's that just came out last year, yeah. um, Miles' uncle is like a villain in the game. Like, yeah, he's Prowler. Uh, yes. So, yeah. um, like that's that's the whole dynamic of the game is is. Oh, okay. You don't really know whether well part of the beginning of the video game like he, he doesn't know his uncle's Prowler and then right. his right. uncle right. knows that he finds out well he knows that he's Spider Man or whatever and then it's dealing with that <laughs> dynamic but then it also. Prowler's kind of a, a, you know, not a good guy, not a bad guy, and Miles yeah. dealing with that, and then at the end, his uncle kind of helps him or whatever, but bringing in that dynamic into the universe of Miles trying to be, like, the good Spider-Man while Tom Holland's being, like, the evil dick Spider-Man or whatever like that, we need that, that would be cool. Spider-Man back. Is I think that's an easy way to introduce, you know, the symbiote suit kind of thing, the, the, the getting Miles Morales as an actual character in this universe, and then you bring that forward into... Spider-Man 5 of like um, you know Miles is the main character we have two Spider-Man in this universe and and that dynamic of basically him becoming the mentor to a new Spider-Man and maybe him thinking like this is my out of I'm coming back into uh, Peter Parker existence of I don't need to be Spider-Man anymore there is a Spider-Man now like I can have what I needed in my life of, of having a relationship and having friends and me bowing out kind of thing Yeah. so yeah, totally. I think that's kind of where the storyline can go there's, there's no way that we're going to get through another two Spider-Man movies without having Miles introduced somewhere. There's no way. Like, Miles yeah. is too big of a character, plus it, like, you know, again, it adds to the diversity of the cast, right? He's 
he's not only black, but he's black, and his mom is is Spanish. She's like, or yeah. that's not the right yeah. word, but she, she's. I don't know. I don't know. What the, I can't remember the nationality, but like, she's. Uh, you know, so it's like she. They, he comes from a mixed a mixed family, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so there's and his dad's a cop, and, and like, dad's a cop, there's a yeah. lot of like cool little yeah. story elements that can tie into this, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and diversify the cast and, Absolutely. and kind of bring in a new dynamic into the you know, after eight Spider Man films, like they need that different dynamic. So, I agree, that's where I really saw the whole thing going is like Miles, his uncle, Prowler, um, the symbiote suit, and all that kind of making up the next film, and then you can slowly build that out into. The next trilogy of uh, kind of the Miles trilogy of like Miles becoming the new Spider-Man and and Peter kind of dealing with you know power and dealing with being a mentor and dealing with not having a personal life and a separate you know thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the second credit scene is basically just a trailer for Doctor Strange, which. It's cool, which we have talked about previously of why they don't do trailers at the end of a, like some of the Marvel series or or some of the um, Marvel movies. It's like, yeah, why aren't you pimping the next movie with a trailer? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you pimping the next show at the end of the last show with a I trailer? I think this becomes show? a more regular thing. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, you it did. Cool. It does look really good. I, uh, I'm definitely getting hardcore... Um, what if Doctor Strange vibes from that yeah. movie? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a relatively good chance that we're going to see Dark Universe Doctor Strange, the one that is in the What If series, uh, as the villain for... But it's cool. We got to see Shumagorath. That's that big eye monster with the tentacles. That was pretty cool. We got to see yeah. America Chavez, who is uh, an alternate reality... Uh, or an alternate timeline, Captain America, who's a Latina uh, American, um, and they've also I've also heard rumors that uh, we'll be seeing Captain Carter in that movie as well. Nice. So, plus, we get yeah, Wanda. Plus, we're so. gonna. Yeah, yeah. It was cool to see. Um, what's that guy's name who plays Baron Mordo? It was cool to see him back. That was pretty cool. Yeah. No, Carter. I um. I thought it looked really cool. I thought mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they didn't put a date in it at the end of the trailer because yeah. clearly they're worried about COVID. COVID, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's um, I, I don't know. It made me excited for it. I was like, yeah, it's six months away, but I'm ready. You know, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, me too. Bring it on any day now. Like the thing is, is like again, like I didn't love. I mean, the first Doctor Strange movie is okay. But it's like, really, to me, I'm not saying I don't like it. I do like it. It just suffered from the usual tropes. But, like, where I felt Doctor Strange really shined was Infinity War and Endgame. Like, that was the part where I saw him and I was like, I would love to see more of this. Because it's, like, it's fucking awesome. Like, it's visually nice. Well, that's that's why I love the first Doctor Strange movie is the visuals. Like, it was basically um, Inception, the movie. Which we got a lot of in this, too, eh? In... Far from yeah. home, or yeah, no way home, or fuck these. The folding the universes, the mirror universe, like all that stuff is is. I I don't know. I love the visuals of that. I love the trippiness of it, and um, yeah, more of that. Like I'm I'm ready, and it's it's directed by Sam Raimi, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I find that super interesting too. Is is you know we're bringing back Sam Raimi's Spider Man, and now he's directing Doctor Strange. Like that's that's pretty cool. So 
we're gonna have to get a we're gonna have to get a cameo from Toby again in that, right? I think down the line, I think they could bring them back. Like I said, no, like, I don't know. No, no, no. In, in, multi, in multiverse, just because it's Sam Raimi. I don't think. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if. I mean, definitely. Uh, uh, what's his face from Evil Dead is going to be in it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, how cool would it be if they did like the scrap? If they did like a thing where he was traveling through and he sees Spider Man bringing in um, the uh, Bruce Campbell, because like in uh, the original script for Spider Man Four, at the beginning it was supposed to be like Spider Man like cleaning up like easy like low-level villains and mysterio was played by bruce campbell who was the kind of reoccurring character in those movies so it's like in the storyboard they kind of like show a picture of like the helmet smashed and you can just see it kind of the ring around the neck of where the helmet was and you can see it's clearly drawn to be bruce campbell yeah so it'd be, how funny would it be if you get to see that like how, that'd be so fucking funny imagine yeah like a even if it was like a brief snippet of just like that alternate universe and what he had planned for Spider-Man Four, and we kind of get that in the in the multiverse, like yeah, that'd be cool. I would um, be very okay with it. Yeah, no, I it made me hyped for the movie, and like I don't know, I was already excited for it. I love, I I think Doctor Strange One is awesome. Like I I, I it's nowhere near like top five or top ten, but it's like high mids. You know, yeah. um, I liked it better than. A lot of movies, like I like. No, it me too. Me too. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just, to me, where Doctor Strange really, like, I think the visuals and stuff are cool. Don't get me wrong, but to me, I yeah. like I, the visuals. I like associated with Doctor Strange are more like, you know, him where he'll like multiply himself, or he has those like whip things. Those are really cool. Yeah, like yeah. I like that kind of stuff, right? More of like the weapons and the stuff like that. But it also had like. um in the trailer, it definitely looked like Shang-Chi vibes of, like, um, mysticism and stuff in it, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's going to come into play in that movie, too. Probably will. Some of the yeah. Shang-Chi stuff. Yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So. I, um, another thing I meant to mention about uh, Spider-Man is I wonder if we're going to see... Because I'm pretty sure in the comics, Ned, Ned becomes Hobgoblin, I'm pretty sure. Comes who? Ned becomes Hobgoblin. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think so. Or one of the Hobgoblins, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, they set up that, that dynamic of, of, of when Toby was saying, yeah, my best friend uh, turned on me and tried to kill me or whatever. Um, and then Ned's going, like, all awkward around Tom Holland. Like, I love that little awkwardness. As soon as, but, as, soon uh, as they said that, all I thought about was, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Ned becomes... I'm not 100 percent positive. Well, I'm pretty sure he becomes Hobgoblin, and he has that like mystical power, like innately. Totally, that was um, the other thing that made me think it. Some foreshadowing. Yeah, some definite foreshadowing, and it's weird because Ned's kind of um, like a com- comedic relief character, and all of a sudden, if he takes his like villainous turn, it would be a definitely like weird change. But have you seen like pictures of him out like recently? Yes. Like he's he's like. Thin and ripped and shaved head and like yeah. he's looking really good. Like, yeah. So, so maybe they told him like, "Hey, you need to get in better shape if you want to take this like turn." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be cool. I mean, I, the thing is, is that would add a lot of emotional weight, especially if he was fighting him and he didn't know that he was Peter Parker, or yeah. he didn't know Peter yeah, Parker well, exactly at all. How cool would it be for Hobgoblin to have no attachment to him, but Spider-Man's like, dude, you're like my best friend. Right. 
and I mean that could definitely be the turn of 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 why they have to get drawn back together is because yeah. yeah. He knows who Ned is, but Ned doesn't know who he is. It doesn't give a fuck. Like, or you know, even if, um, like, I think that could be like the fifth movie right there. Is like, yeah, yeah. He takes this like sinister turn in the next movie with the the symbiote suit and everything like that, and then you know something happens maybe to Ned's grandma or somebody in Ned's life where all of a sudden he blames Spider Man for like their death, and he goes off oh, fuck Spider Man, and he doesn't know Spider Man is you know his ex best friend so yeah i mean he's a smart guy too he would be able to develop something maybe that would like give him right. power or something right too well we've seen him do all the tech and, and hacking the suit and everything yeah. like that so him making like a glider or or whatever suit or whatever like totally could see that yep see the thing is is another thing i think would be cool is now that we've seen like classic goblin classic uh classic electro like i feel like that gives uh, leaves opportunity for copycat versions of them in the MCU. So it's like, you know, instead of getting another Green Goblin, maybe we'll get the Hobgoblin. Instead of getting Doc Ock, maybe we get, like, Lady Octopus. And, you know what I mean? So it's like... Well, also, too, is, like, um, I don't know if we saw it or not. You'll have to call me out if we did. But um, with Goblin going back to his universe, maybe his glider got left behind. Oh, yeah, maybe. And, like, because he was... a uh, our Spider-Man was about to stab Goblin with yes. it, and then they kind of put it put it aside. So maybe Ned finds that, takes that tech, and changes it into something for him, or, or you know, they could bring. They always seem to like recycle tech and recycle. Um, you know, it, that, that was the whole basis of Spider-Man One was of uh, you know taking all the uh, yeah the Star like, Tech, tech movie and, and make Vulture suit out of it. So. Yep. You know that dynamic could come back and you some in some way, and well, you know, you have the new villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, fuck, we could talk about this all night. Seriously, like I just, yeah, I love this. Two hours, which probably I know it is, but um, I know we should try to end this. <laughs> it was so good, uh, though. Yeah, I loved it. I think it's great. I highly recommend it. I think it's going to make a monstrous amount of money this weekend, and then probably be uh, less so the next few weekends with shutdowns happening all over you know the world the country sports are starting to get fucked up and they're saying uh, uh they're saying it's gonna do 200 million opening weekend that's pretty good yeah you haven't I had think that this weekend, long weekend is probably with christmas and everything i think yes. it's gonna do pretty bad so, i don't know man christmas off. is traditionally a pretty good time for movies yeah well we'll see but we also have the matrix opening and that's true I don't know. I, I mean, there's no hype for this Matrix movie, so I, I, who knows? I read the, I mean, this is not coming from anything relevant, because, like, I'm not really a Matrix fan, but, like, I uh, I read some early reviews, and they seemed very favorable. I don't know if you've noticed anything. I've but... any reviews. I don't want to read any reviews until I see the movie. I don't want to spoil right. for me in any way. Um, All right, that's fair. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Right now, I watched the first one last weekend, and I'm going to watch the second one oh, nice. tonight. And the third nice. one. I don't know, sometime during the week before I go see the new one, but um, I'm super hyped for it. I'm hoping to see it Thursday night, maybe Friday night, depending. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm very excited for it. As, as long as theaters don't get closed down over the next week, then uh, I'll definitely try to check it out. Nice. That's pretty cool. Okay, well, Spider-Man, I also loved it, and I strongly encourage everyone to go see it, because it was a fucking ton of fun. It was so fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
So, yeah. as of right now, is this is your favorite Phase Four movie? I can say easily, easily. Yeah. So I, yeah, I this, would, this, this would be in my top top ten, maybe like you said, yeah. maybe even top five MCU movies. Yeah, it's and absolutely. Movie, like, between yeah, four, and it's seven. absolutely my favorite Spidey movie for sure. Um, yeah, then I'd go Shang-Chi, then I'd go Black Widow, then I'd go Eternals. I think I like Eternals at least, but... I think I liked Eternals better than Black Widow, but... I, I don't know. I like the visuals of Eternals more. Yeah, um, I, I get why people didn't like Eternals. I, 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 I 100% get it. I don't know. We don't have to rehash this all right now. I'm just saying, like, it'd be no, somewhere in that range no. of, of, yeah, this is definitely my favorite Phase 4 movie so far. Me too. Without question. Like, Hawkeye's my favorite Phase 4 show, so... I would agree. It's very great. So we're doing. We're living in the best times. I agree. So anyway, age, baby. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. It's a long one. It's a two-hour one. Fiftieth uh, episode. Figure we go a little long. Um, that's what she said. Thanks everybody for watching. I appreciate it. Um, next week again, we'll be recording on Thursday instead of Friday because of Christmas, and yep. we'll be talking the Hawkeye Six finale. Um, so yeah. Come hang out Thursday night, 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll post to Spotify and Apple Podcasts in a minute and YouTube a little later on in the morning. And uh, thank you for uh, our art by Jamie Milnard. And follow us at Moose Milk Media and at Cosmic by Matthew on Instagram. And like, subscribe, and comment, and all that fun stuff on everything. And um, that's it. Yeah. That's all she wrote, baby. I'll see you uh, next week, buddy. All right, man. You have a good night. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Bye.